Greetings and salutations, all you beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of Art of the Beholder, a show dedicated to all things eclectic in the world of art, where we do deep dives into deep cuts and help you understand why damn things matter. I'm your host, Novo Day, and today we're going to be talking about art and technology, Ooh, focusing on the future of special effects in television and film through an evolution of technology in the field known as the stagecraft, a.k.a. the volume. To hash it out, I am joined by Mr. St. Augustus Leopold Theodore the Buck Buck, fresh off the parrot head boat. Welcome back to the show, Buck. Uh, thank you. And and to all the parrot heads that uh, allowed me to come back be with on the show. And, yeah. and um, um, yes, I appreciate it. Um, I, yeah, a lot's changed since I've been here last. Uh, Ooh, after I, I got I got fired from the show. Um uh, you not know, fired hiatus that's why you're hiatus yeah. yeah well you had uh, to go through rehab well yes I, ha- rehab. I had to i had to listen to cheeseburger in paradise for <laughs> um you know an ex- a, re- a really long you know amount of time some would call it torture you know others would call it therapy but you know i'm here i hear there's new we have new we have a new host or new 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 uh co or guests new guests like, new co-hosts uh and and the um the the roots keep growing i think we're yeah gonna have i, some I more. hear about there's like but buck's is, the og we're gonna always but have what's buck what's her show. name what's the uh what, alexandra Rebecca? parsons uh christy oh <laughs> alexander carts no the, i our, hear our female uh, our resident uh voice of our female audience is alexander parsons yes but yes i need to be more like her so i i am i'm going to learn from the master and i hear she's great and i hopefully we can do like a uh round table well we tried um, to do a round table so because you're the uh international man of mystery and you're and you're so busy that's the that's guys let's 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 bring them let's bring the audience behind the curtain a little bit yeah. as, as much as we joke mr buck's gonna be on the show forever uh, but he's just busy. He's got a day busy, job. Guys. He works. He flies a lot. He he's uh, traveling a lot. It's hard to sit down. And uh, I would and love to be here every Sunday, every week. Uh, yeah, every oh yeah. Week. Well, we tried to do a show uh, with uh, Book and Alexander the Great for a Star Wars themed discussion. Unfortunately, Mister Book, I'm just I'm wasn't I'm, available. So I'm we we'll have available. to we'll have we'll we will have a part two and three and probably oh, good. part one hundred. Uh, as we talk about the Star Wars universe in the future, and today marks that occasion because we're talking a little bit about well, we'll talk yeah. a lot of bit about Star Wars later in the discussion section. But but on behalf of the NDB NDP family, um, thank you for joining us again, Mister Buck. I'm oh, glad that you. the Parrot Heads. You know, you've probably been following the news. The Parrot Heads have been switching gears, and now they've um, decided to cancel. Kanye. I didn't know if you yeah. guys knew that uh Ye's uh cancellation was on behalf of the Parrothead community. He yeah. you know, I know he he definitely said the, a lot of bad and wrong things and we don't condone those. He said a lot of atrocities, but the one thing that you you can't cross the Parrotheads. No, and you can't. that we've learned that the hard way and there, that's why he's his empire is now falling. Yes. Yeah, you, you just you can't do it and and, and what this the, this is a learning thing for experience all of us right yeah now. yeah yay yay he you know he went after some groups and that's went not after cool. a lot of groups went and after you can't that's there's just... two groups you don't go after folks and he went after you, both of you them don't, you don't go after you well you don't go after those those that he brought up 
you don't go after the parrot heads and you don't go after the Swifties. That, and you don't do it. You don't do it at the same time. No, I feel like it was a perfect storm of <laughs> Yay's rants that he probably finally regrets. Yes. And and here's the thing. <laughs> you know, I was a big Yay fan for a long time. I well, am, we like we've talked about this on our show. You can separate the art from the artist. Yeah. I love his art. His I'm just going to put it out put out he's a garbage person right now and he's he, he, like seriously like <laughs> in all seriousness he's a dumpster fire he is a, a dumpster human. fire the way he said was terrible and, and oh and yeah terrible uh, we don't condone it uh, don't everyone condone should it be all. treated with respect and but equality this and... is a big thing that you know mental health is not a uh it's not an excuse for one thing but it's also oh, not, not something excuse. that uh you should you should let go because the the man is obviously very sick and it right. sucks because he's such a great talent i don't i um, yeah before i pull it back and do a novo yeah. pullback and we get back to how technology changes art i i will i will end it with this and we can discuss later i okay. i don't think this is the last we're gonna see of kanye west oh, i don't no, as no. much as people he's... get like can't quote unquote canceled for real you know we we have this bit on our show but um yeah, they get canceled for real and really like kind of vanish, you know. I some people, I, some, I, some Kanye's people. not going to oh, vanish. No, you know? he's he's not. But I mean, the guy needs some help, and he's going to really have to do a lot of uh, a lot of apologizing. A lot, <laughs> a of, lot of, of oh, he's time. gonna he's got to go on a fucking campaign. Yeah, but let's let's gotta, pull it back. Let's go that. ahead. Yeah, 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 let's, let's go ahead and pull back it back. The, wow, that, ooh, was, that so, was good. Yeah, that was a Tebow tangent corner. Well, no, that was a Novo tangent corner. We went. We went. We went dead, dead. That was nice. Those were refreshing. We haven't done. We, ha- we haven't done that in a while. I feel like I, I'm scraping the the professional rust off a little bit. I was like, yeah. I was getting like too serious, and we needed a we needed to bring back the humor. No, it's okay. Shows. I can, I can make things a lot worse. Don't worry. About it. <laughs> don't worry, guys. Don't, don't well, worry. Well, uh, so let's let's bring it back home. Uh, we are talking about technology today. We're tech. We're talking about technology today and how technology changes art. So we have we have seen this in in popular culture culture and media for a long time that technology that technology especially in television and film has always helped artists and visionaries bring their visions to life be it through practical effects or the mainstay these days obviously with computer generated digital effects and though many people myself included buck thought that thought that the latter you know cgi would be pretty much the peak the pinnacle of the of the effects industry forever and that it would only get better and better and better well it turns out um i learned through mr buck who keeps up with this stuff that we are just kind of scratching the surface and we're now walking into new frontiers of that tech yeah. and it goes to show it's just another reminder i think the the overall thesis for the uh, this episode is that there will always be an evolution to these worlds right and that there will yes. always there will will probably always have something new on the horizon and that it will always be ever shaping the world of art exactly smarter people than us will create things that dumber people than us <laughs> take and use to make money off of so that's right that that's how i see the world but no this is this is i think this stuff is fascinating because it is fascinating it, oh yeah it's i don't i i think many of you you know, if you're not in tune with this stuff, you've seen this and you have no idea what what this is. And it's amazing. 
So it's I'll, yeah, it's like in we'll an, it's in it. yeah. We'll we will get there in a minute. But before we do that, and before we even get to the background, I think you know this about me. I don't think the audience does, but I have always been obsessed with special effects since I was really? a little boy. Yeah, since I was a little boy, I don't. I'm not sure. I don't remember the name of the show, but there was like I remember the very first version of a TV show dedicated to just behind the scenes stuff. It was like 30 minutes on like. I think like PBS or some shit. Okay. And um, it was like maybe an Nova. hour. And yeah, and they would dive Nova, into, I mean, yeah. they would dive into practical effects, special effects, like how things are brought to life on the big screen. And I've always been attracted to that. And to this day, I don't, well, you know, we live in obviously modern times and I don't buy a lot of DVDs or Blu-rays anymore. But if I ever do, I always, probably the first thing I do is put that, extra disc in for the special features you know all the featurettes to learn to learn how these things are made it's always it's always almost more fascinating to me than sometimes the movie itself wasn't that a great time so so let's 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 roll back to the the novo day ranch where novo grew up and he's (laughs) he's sitting in front of his rca did you say ranch the novo day ranch oh i like that he, he's sitting in front of his uh, RCA uh, CRT TV. Yo, he's, yo. Got a, he's got a nice little playing Metal Gear inch. Solid One. He just played MGS <laughs> One. You know, he's got his P- PlayStation One or PSX, whatever, whatever you prefer calling it. Yeah, yeah. And he he tomato he pulls, tomato. He pulls a DVD off the shelf and he goes, he puts it into the the machine. Maybe puts it, it into PS2. my maybe PlayStation maybe Two. PlayStation yeah, with that at the time that thing that comes uh, out. It's my first DVD player, and then and then he, you know, he loads it up. He takes out the uh, the Sony controller that mm-hmm. they designed for it. Yeah, uh, the, the the for the DVD player, which was actually yep. a fantastic controller. And I would say. Uh, yeah, well, yes, yep, yep. And then he he loads it up. He loads mm-hmm. up. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good. Oh, he loads up the first Matrix. That's that's a good one to go off. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and then he, Love he me some goes special features, and he he watches. I learn about bullet time minute and shit. About bullet time. <laughs> hey, that and was and, hey, for the record. That was fucking industry. That, that was, won an, that was they, won, they won an yeah. Academy Award. That was that was revolutionary. And then the every time. movie for like the next seven years and game. Yeah, Got like it, it changed. Well, uh, it changed the artistic vision of how things can how Max we Payne. see Max them. Payne. Yeah. for forever. Yeah, exactly. Max now, uh, before we can discuss, of course, we all need a little background so we're gonna start even though this isn't the the true birth of uh this technology that we're talking about today i think it's a good a good marker uh because most people know this and that is the green screen or sometimes the blue screen but most people know have heard in our in popular cultures lexicon oh yeah this is green screen the green screen technology so green screen technology often or this more formal way of talking uh, about it is chroma key compositing or chroma keying is at a at its very very simple definition it is a visual effect and post production technique for compositing two images two images or video streams together based on color hues. So if you want to be on the fucking moon, but you know, that's impossible for most people, you just put the green screen behind you and you digitize it and put it in in post-production. So or it's also Delaware. called or Delaware or the oh, it's a, or you want to be uh, under the sea. Like, <laughs> no, have you seen, uh, you know, Wayne's world? Yes. They, they have Love that scene where Wayne's they're world. standing in front of the blue screener, green screener, yeah, whatever. Yeah, and they go, they, he, they transport him to different places, and they're like, "Oh, you could be in Hawaii," and then they put up Delaware, and he's like, "Or <laughs> Delaware, yes." 
<laughs> oh yeah that's oh my god go. yeah. that's a deep fucking cut what a that's what a, a deep, deep cut, cut. Thank you. Um, joke. Um, green screen technology is also co- also called color keying or color separation overlay CSO. Mm-hmm. Now, before that, so I thought that was a good, you know, middle of the road. Everyone knows the green screen, but this yep. technology has been around for almost a century. And we first started, over you know, a century. Really? Is it over a century now? Okay. Well, if, so if, it depends on what you you define it as but well that's i i I think of the yeah i think of the the grassroots the beginning of this technology as the projector like you know we did a show on alfred hitchcock uh with (laughs) with ali (laughs) so um with with alexander the great and um she and we talked about this technology in the show where uh, there is, you know, and we still see it a little bit to this day, or at least, you know, as you were growing up, it was always, it was always like someone driving in a car, right? And it's just a front yeah. view of them and the projectors behind them showing essentially just footage of a moving background, right? So it looks like they're driving to some location. Now, this, this has been in this quote unquote special effect has been in production for films and TV forever because not, we can't always, they can't always afford to go, you know, be on, quote unquote on location they have the same time uh sometimes they're just on a lot for the whole show but they yeah. have to show um you know changes the location based on the needs of the story so this is the green screen was a was an evolution of that and then yeah. an evolution of the green screen is what we're talking about today the stage craft aka the volume and behind that i'm going to tee you up with this mr t buck mm-hmm. behind it all you know or in parallel to it all was the company industrial light magic now this is an american motion picture visual effects company co-founded by yes mr george lucas i know you're i know i know you're wondering guys when we're getting to the star wars shit and because star wars and ilm has always been on the cutting edge you know surface of of bringing us the special effects that we had that brought that has brought all of this art to life now, Mr. Buck, tell the good people, give them a little history lesson. All right. Let's, let's, <laughs> why don't you, why don't you come over to, to the chalkboard over here, kids? <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So no, so what I talk about, like, you know, kind of this, it's, it's fascinating because we always think of like green screens and blue screens as something from not that long ago, like Star Wars and on kind of basically. Yeah. Um, Technically, it's been around since the early 1900s. Not necessarily the same technology we're talking about, but kind of the technique. So matting, things like that. So like George Millay, I, I think that's how you say his last name. For you film buffs out there, if you're like taking your phone or your computer and wanting to throw it out the window after I said it, maybe butchering his name, I'm sorry. But, you know, this is the guy that, you know, that famous um, film Journey to the Moon. Mm-hmm. Um he he would he pioneered a whole bunch of this these special effects. So he would do things like uh, paint, and, and him and others would do things like painting part of the um, the lens black. Uh, you know, refilming things uh, where the the where it's painted black. He, they would put images, so you would actually um, uh, develop or actually put an image on top of that. So it would make things like heads floating or expanding. Yeah, I mean, early mm. things like that, or they did this in, you know, prior to the 19, you know, RKO did some things in the early thirties uh, that were very similar to this, where you would have people on like projected images, things like that. And now connect it to ILM. Yeah. So, so in the, in the forties, they, they started doing um, the first film was uh, thief of Baghdad, 
where they would do this with behind a blue screen. So basically what this does is you take a color and you basically film a person or an object in front of this color. And then using various techniques, there's different ones. Disney used a different one as well. Um, you basically filter out that color and then mm-hmm. you can put images behind it. So connecting to this, the star Wars, what they would do a lot with this, um, especially in the first couple of films they made were with miniatures, um, when they would design like things like a great example is, um, the battle of Hoth. Okay. Uh, when you see all these like ships flying around and things like that, they developed a technique where they would take that miniatures and they had a camera that was computerized and they would film it behind a you know on a miniature set or behind a blue screen and it would do multiple passes uh with a specialized computerized camera on a blue screen because before you had to keep the image static basically right yeah that's then that's i think we're going to get into a lot more of the cinematic approaches to filmmaking in the yeah. discussion section. So tie, tie a bow on this B because we need to dive in the discussion section and give a little word to our sponsor. Okay. So, so fast forward to uh, the, the production of rogue one. Yes. Um, back in, you know, the early 2010s or mid 2010s. I'm sorry. Basically they were trying to film a lot of space battle scenes and were having some issues with it before you would use projectors or behind green screens. They decided, Hey, you know, what's becoming really cool and really uh, great technology are um, high definition screens. What if we could put a very high definition screen behind a person and we could actually film that and they could actually see things around them. So they could actually react to things happening behind them. And at the same time, you get this fantastic thing and you don't have to go through and do the post-processing that you normally would have to with chroma keying. Ooh, so we're, we're going to answer that question in just a moment. But before we do, we need a little word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Liquid IV. Guys, if you don't know what Liquid IV is, we'll buckle up because I'm going to throw you a game changer. Liquid IV is a hydration multiplier that not only tastes great, but is a non-GMO electric light drink mix. Powered by cellular transport technology to deliver hydration to the body faster and more efficiently than water can just do alone. One stick contains three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks with five essential vitamins. Now, I pride myself on telling you about things that I either already like or just use in my everyday life. And I have to say, I've actually been a fan of Liquid IV for a long, long time now. I use it for everything from, you know, just long runs to stay in shape, all those late nights with those after hours or just when I'm feeling a little dehydrated I turn to it so it could just my god set me straight make me feel like a million bucks again and just get me ready for the day so please head on over to their website that's liquid-iv.com to check out their amazing line of products and get this when you use promo code art of the beholder all one word you'll get 20% off your order now if you need a little direction on where to start I recommend lemon lime guys you're gonna love it won't be disappointed so please give it a shot and get more fuel for life's adventures now back to the show so i i think it's time we answer that question yeah. uh, what if because i think i'm going to tee you up with 
Let's focus on the stagecraft, a.k.a. Yeah. the volume right now with this dichotomy. So cinematically, when we would use just the so in the <laughs> in the beginning, uh, there was the projector. Right. And then there and then that evolved to the green screen. But the problem with those technologies that we're seeing things change now with the stagecraft is they were flat. They were static. Static and, images, yeah. Right. So those static images would create static lighting and framing. That's why the old school stuff, just the projectors, it would just be a flat image. You know, usually we're right in they're in the car and we're right in front of the car. And then they're they're going and they're having a conversation about something. Now as this technology did evolve, we got green screen technology, blue screen technology. And here's the thing, here's, you know, filmmaking 101, how do we make something have um have feel cinematic and create a lot of uh, shape and texture and tone and depth with the camera, we have to have the camera moving. Now, what does that do to the special effects? So that changes lighting. How, when we change yeah. the camera, how that light hits the actor and how that, how that uh, light hits the actor, hits the thing that they may be behind in the green screen or the big monster they're fighting or whatever the fucking thing is. The point is, is that that became a limitation. So now we have all this fucking, we have all these animators. CG, so shout out to all you CG animators out there that they would have to do that in post, you know? So as things change, they would have software de dedicated to the physics of it and everything. And that's where T-Buck's great question comes into play. And he's going to answer that in just a minute. What's it? If we can have a dynamic kind of tech that is like the green screen and it changes as we change the camera and the actors move and everything like that. And that is essentially in a nutshell what the stagecraft helped to finally correct with all of these limitations of previous hardware and software is the dynamic needs of the cinematic experience when it comes to special effects. So tell the good people, Mr. Buck, Mr. Mr. St. Augustus Leopold Theodore the Buck, Buck, Sorry. tell the good people, <laughs> you like that? That's a mouthful. Mm -hmm. Tell the good people what the stagecraft is now and how it is the future of technology. So the stagecraft, it's it's a huge room. It's a, it's a stage. Yeah. And around the stage, uh, on all sides and above, are uh, very uh, high definition LED screens, so they are encompass encompassing the the actor or the um, the, the entire stage. So right. just imagine a room where you walk into and there's r a bunch of TV screens where you can't see the edges. They they have uh, no bezels. They're all connected and they're surrounding you above uh, and below you. And they're so high definition that you cannot tell what's real and what's not. And that mm. is basically what the volume is. I'll give you this, that it, it's so, it's so high definition. They have to put markers on the floors because they have had people accidentally like run walk into, into it. it. <laughs> oh and, my God. Yeah. These are very expensive oh, yes. led screens. And there's only, I think there's only two or three right now of these, of these, uh, these stages basically, uh, I think Warner Brothers has built their own or they're using their own or they might be using the one that ILM has. But I know ILM has a couple now. I think they have one in um, uh, the L.A. area. Now, I, I think they built one in, in um, Pinewood as well. But yeah, 
the, the, okay, so here's here's why. Um, and this is going to be, from what all the research we did, this is going to be the standard of all special, the future of all special effects. Yeah, so 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 this is why it's so important. Yeah. You can put a, a uh, group of actors into a stage. You can modify, say you don't like the background or you don't like the stage. You can, in real time, move their uh position Mm. so all of this is done so this is a cool combination between uh um the film industry and the video game industry they're using the unreal engine to do real-time rendering oh shit and so the unreal engine is used in a lot of video games a lot of triple a uh titles it's it's very famous it's it's and applications unreal engine 5 is the newest iteration of that so they're using that to do the real time so they they basically what what the director might do and work with the set designers he might he or her while will sit uh look at a, a tablet and they'll mm-hmm. move around uh, to a location where they think is better and then they put it on there and here's the other cool thing that you can do with it say they wanted to do a daytime scene but then they want to switch to a sunset or a dusk or a dawn scene they can do that as well in real like time. Like effortlessly. Effortlessly. And here's the other cool thing. Because you have this technology, because it's surrounding you, A, you don't have to worry about the lighting as much. Be- beforehand, lighting was a huge thing that you had to worry about. Because if your lighting's not correct, if it doesn't ma- match the background that you have, it looks uncanny. It looks uncanny and it takes you out of the movie. Like you want to be transport. You know, exactly. We're seeing fucking Thanos or the, you know, the DC or Marvel fucking universe with these huge set pieces and stuff. We want to be transported there. We want to be like, I don't think this looks real. This, you know, it, it, we know it's not real guys. Okay. Yeah, we, know we know it's, it's not, not real, real for the record, but within the context of the fictional world, we still want that to look real. Yeah. So, so the big thing too is say you have a reflective surface that you're filming. Let's just say it's a Mandalorian helmet. <laughs> well, that's a good segue to the biggest use of this technology. But you could but you could but now you can see the reflections of across the room where you don't see off camera. You can see the reflections of say you know, a building or an animal moving by or uh, a mountain or the sunlight. You can see that <laughs> reflection without any post-processing because it's being displayed on the screen across the stage. And it looks just like it would be like if you were filming outside. And let's close some loops as we do on the show. Um, the first time I saw this technology and I had no idea what what it was <laughs> yeah. until Buck recently brought it to my attention was with the fucking Mandalorian. And more importantly, right, more importantly, it was the special features featurette. There was a behind the scenes, it was essentially like almost a full season worth of footage. Like it was many hours of the behind the scenes stuff, what they did with Filoni and all the showrunners and stuff like that. And I saw the sets and I saw this big giant thing that they were filming in. And at the time, I didn't know what it was. I just thought it was, oh, it's this this is just another production technique. I had no idea. That I had this no idea. Be, yeah, I had no idea that this was going to be the future of special effects. I had heard of this thing, but when I first watched the the season one of uh, The Mandalorian, I was like, oh, wow, they're going to some really cool places. I mean, for a TV show, you know, they're they're going to a lot of different locations. And and I go, that, that must be really expensive. Some I had no idea that they were filming all, all this because it looks so real. 
Right. Like, I think that was so when we were doing our homework for this and you were sending me all of that stuff to read, mm-hmm. I I had no idea that I actually thought there was on on site locations. You know, like they went to New Zealand or fucking the desert that's or whatever. Exactly. The thing that's was. what I thought, too. Yeah. I thought there was actual on site location shoots. And I read that more than half of the goddamn show was just in this fucking it was a, it was a stage. Disney lot. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and it's it, it's it's fascinating. Now, now they do film some stuff um, outdoors on location. Or, or yeah, location still, they have yeah. outdoor sets, uh, but they're I think almost all of them are in California. Um, you can definitely tell, especially in in Obi Wan Kenobi, which we need to we need to touch on before before we end because oh please yeah no um, yes. So as great as this technology is, there there have been some pitfalls to it too. Oh, what is the pitfalls? Um, so so. So let me get kind of back to why this is important. So this, if we go back to Star Wars, one of the biggest complaints about the prequels was they relied too much on blue screen stages, green screen stages, and it impacted the acting. Yeah, you don't want to fucking act with, you know, someone with a bunch of balls in a suit or a literal yeah. ball on a stick. Yeah, I get like, that. Like one of the things, yeah, or like you, you, you. You know, thank you God have, you're not you're not AI <laughs> T Buck. You're real T Buck. Yeah, so we so, couldn't act together right now. <laughs> or oh. you have like um, like Hayden Christensen who played uh, Anakin Skywalker. He he made comments about that it was really Anakin. Hard. But a lot of the actors <laughs> said too. Yeah, I mean they were like, well, it's a little difficult. Well, he's a little wooden. That, I don't know if that's he's the a best example. <laughs> no, but but even other actors would say you know it's a little hard to act when you're told I am in the, like a giant Senate room. Where I'm in a giant Jedi temple walking around talking and you just see a blue wall and there's not really any reference. And, right. and so a lot of that, we've seen really good examples of using green screen technology and really great acting. And the stagecraft gives us that reference. We can actually it see gives you the that image reference. You can yeah. see and you can and you definitely can tell and the actors even say it's it's a lot easier because you can use your imagination. You can use you actually it's something tangible you can see. Right. Um, even though it's not, <laughs> you know, um, so so it, no, it's it, make believe. It, it's you know? make believe. You know, you still have so to we do, have fun telling stories. Yeah. You still have to do some things like like the ground below you obviously has to be real. They they, they put in like dirt f- floor or put in rocks and stuff. It's almost like going back in time a little bit in tech technology. Because, yeah, yeah, they have to add in a little practical. Yes. Stuff. But here's where it does. So. There can be an over-reliance on it. And I think the greatest example is the latest Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Ah, okay. Um, There were a lot of scenes, the special effects, uh, you know, and and some people really liked the show. A lot of of people also at the same time were really disappointed. I think the biggest disappointment for me in the whole show, uh, besides it should have just been a movie and not a uh, six-episode miniseries, is that the special effects look terrible. Um, Mm. And one of the things that people brought up is it that was they, it rushed. Like, what was the why? It was a little rushed, but at the same time, they used the volume. They used this the volume. great technology, okay. but it, it's like any tool that you have. 
Um, it doesn't matter how good the tool is. If you don't use it the right way, it, it won't work. It'll falter. It right. will falter. Yeah. And what they did with this is they over relied on that. They filmed almost everything in there. So there was a famous, or famous thing. Uh, there's, there's a scene in it where you see a whole bunch of stormtroopers and an inquisitor walking mm-hmm. and it, it, and it's supposed to be this big city, but it feels cramped. Mm. And it, 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 it's like the same shot, but they're showing them walking different, uh, like, like one way and then in another direction. And you can definitely tell, well, that's a limitation because the stage is smaller. So they're trying to make it look like they're walking down this big street. That's one thing. But at the same time, it, it felt cramped. It, it felt like they were limited to what they could do. And it, it just seemed like when they, they did it, they didn't really think it out like they had in the Mandalorian. And I think part of the Mandalorian, why that worked is because you also had a guy there Dave Filoni, who I've brought up a lot of times, uh, working Filoni. with John Favreau. And John Favreau was the guy John that kind of used a lot of this in his films and Lion King and stuff like that. He had two guys that really understood the special effects, but also animation. That's important. You have to have a marriage of these things. Like I think you, you actually put it quite eloquently that these are still tools in a tool bag. They're still tools. <laughs> Yeah, yep. if you don't use the tool correctly or it's rushed or things like that, it, you know, you're not going to get a birdhouse. You're going to get a piece of shit <laughs> construction yeah. uh, of whatever you're trying to make. Uh so I think that was that was that was well put. I feel like that can be applied to anything, you know. Anything. I yeah. mean, it's just like I said, the, the green screen technology, you you saw it working, you saw it didn't work. Like you, a lot of the oh, Marvel yeah. films you know, I don't, I'm not a big uh, Transformers person, but even those, I mean, the, the special effects were fantastic, and especially in the first one. Yeah. Um, For the time. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, just like you said, it, it takes a lot. You know, the best use of it so far yeah. has not been a Star Wars franchise. Is, ooh, can I guess? Yes. House of the Dragon. Exactly. Yeah. It, amazing. Like, <laughs> they use this in a, in a couple of scenes. Um where they're at Dragonstone and it jaw dropping. And let's uh let's put a pin on that because there could be wink wink maybe a future episode that has maybe a buck, maybe a producer with the last name Mr. Anderson. Uh and where we talk about um give a little retrospective on a certain season so in due time guys in due time now mr and was saying mr anderson always makes me think of smith from the matrix and i didn't know that they were using unreal engine 5 that makes me think of that because we did a mini review Mm. of the tech demo the matrix awakens Matrix awakens yeah uh on this fucking show it's kind of a joke i mean like i i don't think anybody really listened to it because it was kind of like a joke review you know because people always go fucking gaga over this stuff like it's not going to be this jaw-dropping you know evolution uh in the technology and it always looks amazing and yeah that's what we expect right so that was that was part of the the joke of the review was like yeah it's 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 great yeah it's gonna it's gonna keep getting great Have we had a T-Buck corner on um, Matrix uh, Resurrection? The new one? I don't. Yeah. Ooh, I don't think so. Oh, uh, we're gonna do a mini review right now. Did you did you like it or no? No, I th- no. It, <laughs> I wh- thought it was a solid. Okay, it's a big bowl of okay, as you like to say. It wasn't. Uh, it was. I think it should have probably. I I'm I'm saddened here. Here's a here's a ooh a, a little novo 
corner on on your corner is mm-hmm. I'm a little saddened by how the market is going right now in terms of uh, the release of films both in the theater and at home at the same time. And then we're seeing these big flagship titles. We're 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 in the guys. We're in the middle of a sea change because I don't think oh, we'll ever be the yeah. yeah. I don't think we'll ever be the same in terms of how we consume these um, these pieces of art, specifically film. Um, it's all television, movies. though. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and it bombed. You know, it bombed. And I actually saw it with my family over like a holiday weekend in the theater. And it was fine. It was, I, you know, the, besides the special only, effects, it's never going to win any awards for fucking acting or something. No. So. The only film that like, and we've talked about this in, uh, in another episode, but the only film that really awe-inspired me and I just, in the past year, couple years really, that I just was like, well, there's been a couple. But that I got really excited about was Dune. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. We did a whole that, show on that. Was, yeah. yeah, we did we'll a whole do, show and on we'll that. Do, uh, we'll do a show together on part two maybe with uh tv del rio we'll see i'm trying to get her to be on the show oh cool yeah my wife yeah that she's a huge dune fan dune fan so we can we can nerd out out. that's right um yeah so that and then also uh the green knight the uh yeah well i would say for art house art house House, brought brought to the masses i you know what what i we just did a uh, show on the modern masters of horror for our halloween special and I, I really, you know, what's I'm excited for when it comes to going to the theater and having that classic. I'm having so much fun going to the movies. Kind of feeling is with horror. Is yeah. is some of these these horror this horror renaissance we're having right now. Whereas I think yes, unless it's like a Dune or a fucking because even the Matrix, like going back to that, even the Matrix couldn't couldn't bring in the audience that it wanted to. It had to be a epic on a scale we don't really see much in the, in the movies anymore and it has to be stuff like dune and maybe so maybe maybe avatar will get people back in the seats i don't we'll see time will tell let's pull it back let's pull it yeah, back yeah yeah i want to i want i have a couple more points i want to point out here okay as as i'm on my soapbox wrap it wrap it up wrap so it up. So one thing about the, the, you know, this this is an amazing technology. Like that's just that Ch- Chappelle skit. <clears throat> Chappelle yeah. skit. Wrap um, it up. We we've talked. We, yeah, we <laughs> the play playoff music. Yeah, or, uh, I know yeah. they hit that button on a box. Yeah, I'm out. Um, we've talked about how this is an amazing technology. We're using LED, really high definition LED screens. Um, they're they're making the stages, the volumes bigger. I think the the new one they just built is a much bigger, so they can kind of get better with that spatial feeling. And then we talked about the pitfalls of even though like it, it looks amazing, they've used it really well in the Mandalorian and Obi-Wan Kenobi, you saw some limitations to it. One thing I will say though, going back to another Star Wars, it's another Star Wars show out right now called Andor, which is yes. fantastic. I, mm. I love it. Um, some people don't like it. It's most of the people who like prequel, the prequels, because mm. uh, they say it doesn't feel like yeah, Star this Wars. This was a, a Rogue One character. Yes. Right? Uh, have you have you seen it at all? I have not. I have not okay. had. I'm writing these shows and uh, oh, I'm yeah. staying busy with. <laughs> so so this is one of those I watch on the stuff. plane on my phone. But yeah, I should why I love it is so they're they don't use the volume in it. Mm. They're using actual sets and oh, okay and it old, very old much it's very much feels like like a George Lucas uh, world Production. THX eleven thirty eight oh wow kind of sets oh I kind of um, like that. 
No, it's really cool. And, and it's kind of dividing some of the fans right now because a lot of them are saying, oh, this doesn't feel like Star Wars. There's no lightsabers. There's no no Jedi and stuff. And it's like, no, but this is kind of the world that he built in the set. Well, it, uh, we talked about this with me and Miss Parsons show. We fucking need that. We need we need, we need diff- to be able to switch it up, man. Yeah, we need some new ideas and some fresh Star Wars takes without having to just check these fucking boxes. And so. you don't need a lightsaber fight in every show. And so I, yeah. Novo, uh, you and your wife, I think would really actually like this. It's oh, it's very British. Yeah, we ha- well, you're good at recommending shows for us. Yeah. Last time you, you, you were like, I think you should watch Severance, and we fucking ate that shit up like candy. Yeah. So, so, um, so okay. what I, I got to do I wanna, now. So what, so what my point is, is that, again, amazing technology. Could you film an entire film and all this? Yes. Doesn't mean that you should. No. It, yeah. It, Don't use it as a crutch. Use it as a tool. Practical effects and sets still have a huge advantage over it. And so my whole point is that, you know, this is changing the art world and it will change gaming, television, everything. You're, you're probably going to see smaller volumes being used for like TV broadcasts and things like that. But my whole point is this does change art and it makes it a lot. The possibilities are really fascinating and interesting, but at the same time, tangible things, things that are built, real things still matter. So, Oh yes. I think we have to always have a marriage of the old and the new. Exactly. That's, that was my point. You, you have to have a balance there because if you try to do everything, it looks, it, it, it looks Uh, like you said, you said it perfectly uncanny, uncat on the, the uncanny Valley. Valley of the Uncanny. Yeah, it's the Valley of the Uncanny Valley. It, it looks like Decker. I, I know you don't follow this, but hopefully some <laughs> of the fans do. Uh, the, the Tim Heidecker on Cinema Universe, which I oh those fucking guys, I yeah. love. I, I know love. you love God. Uh, Greg Turkington. Talk about a niche funniest person. Niche art. Oh, that it's is like very very specific. And if you're not in, or on it's the like joke, comedy art. Yeah. Yes, it's it's well, it's it's anti comedy, but it's right anti comedy comedy though. Like, they they're still they, trying to be funny. They make they make films all the time, and it's all behind a blue uh, green screen, and it it makes me laugh. It's so bad, <laughs> and it's and you know people watching it for right. first time things can don't be know so anything bad about it. Good, you know, yeah, like, they're like, oh, what real. the hell is going on here? And I'm laughing the whole time because I know the joke. Yeah, but but yeah, it, it starts to look like that, and that's what they're making fun of, kind of. So uh, so let's pull it back and do something we like to do on the show and have fun with speculation. What do you think the future then holds? Like as much as remember I said in the intro, like I was definitely one of those people. I just kind of thought we would like CG would get bad, better and just faster yeah. and things would get just more photorealistic. But I realized there's still a huge um, there's a huge community of innovators and engineers and physicists that you wouldn't think are kind of artists in a way or help to shape art, but uh, they're making technology like this. So what do you feel like the first thing that pops in my head is, you know, stuff like the hologram or three like stuff that there's oh, no yeah, way we could interact with in the future yeah. or right now. But in the future, what if we could? you know, interact with a 3D model of, of, of someone that maybe passed away so we could actually act with them instead of it just being in front of a green screen. Well, that's already happened. I mean, we're already doing stuff like that. If you look at, again, I'm going to use enough Star Wars reference. But if you look at uh, Rogue One, they had... Uh, You're like Mike and like, we're big fans of um, Red 
red letter media and you know half in the back <laughs> half in the bag so you're kind of like you're my I, mike to i'm your jay you're my mike and every time rich? and oh i don't nobody yet uh but that, that my point never, he's my, yeah he can't he's a one and only yeah. but my point is is like he always ties everything to star trek star trek i love and it. in our show you tie everything somehow to star wars so yeah it's very so, fitting so yeah they did grand uh grand moff tarkin um they used an actor stand in and then they digitally put oh, okay okay well that's not um, i mean what is so you know let's, let's have fun real quick and then we'll get into the conclusion yeah. of gems is just yeah what do you think yeah, would yeah, be so, the future what, what so would the be future, the next step i i think yeah, i think you're going to see this in 10 years this is going to be the norm um but what's past things. that i guess is well my, i what think I'm asking. like like i was kind of saying i think you're, you're going to see smaller versions of this and you're going to see it in different spaces where like tv broadcasts and stuff where you have two tv broadcasters kind of uh you know at cnn or something standing up and doing this i think it's really going to impact ar so augmented might, reality augmented reality i think you will oh, have yeah like fucking pokemon go and that yeah you know it could it could there's there's a lot of different um applications for it just like with any new technology though it's going to take some time to kind of figure out the space yeah there's bugs but you could do yeah there's a lot of interactive things i i I see it more as an entertainment um but definitely you know like with all these things the military will probably probably figure something out to do it with (laughs) simulators and stuff like that i could see that okay that i wasn't Um, i was thinking more of the future of the artistic world but uh, there is a future there right well there's would say there's applications for a lot of different things but artistically like i said i think this is going to become the norm um i think green screen and blue screen isn't going to go away but it's going to be more of niche like like very specific needs for it whereas when you're doing these instead of doing big sets where you would um you know or your stages where you would do big uh green or blue screen walls i I think you just do this now and Mm. then um but the cool thing is i you know there's still a lot of places for you know brings in to like i said you can't get rid you still have to have a surface below you you still have to have rocks they're still practical and so there's going to still be a need for practical um effects on that set design things like that set construction things like that so there'll still be a a marriage so let's but i think you'll see production go a lot quicker actually yeah and um, cheaper i think will cheaper, be important cheaper. be an That's important great, good a socioeconomic change yeah. that they need in that community so and so let's tie a bow on this bitch and bring us on home as i like to say on the show and say so that's the future and that is the idea idea of of why it's important but why why follow it why why study these things why are we shining a light today well anytime you have these new things and technology um you know whether it's filming three different strips of film and one has like one color the other you know it always advances kind of how we see things and how we kind of i'm going to get a little cheesy here but how we dream and envision uh and our imagination and and the the possibilities of things so even though like you know i'm a very scientific person but you know we both are we both are yeah and so these things are the things that inspire us though um whether it's you know you you talk to people they get you know in, in my field people got in into um a very specific movie and that's why they wanted to join my field um, or like, uh, you know, things like uh, 2001, a space odyssey. People saw that and they wanted to be astronauts. Um, 
It helps us. Oh, that's a great way to conclude it. It helps us realize who we want to be. Who we want to be and dream. And so if you see something that and inspires you, and, and things like this help really inspire people. Um, and so that's why I think it's important. Um, so the more we have this, yes, it, does it get more closer to reality in some aspects? Yeah, but I mean, that's kind of the cool thing about it is that it can help us imagine things we couldn't really do before. Well put, excellently put in the conclusion. And there you have it, folks. The stagecraft, aka the volume, for all you mm-hmm. you tech nerds out there, I know you. I know we couldn't couldn't have had the show with, and leave that out. And uh, we touched on everything from top to bottom: the future of special effects, from green screen to stagecraft and beyond. I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank my guest, Mister Buck, out of Parrothead Jail. Thank you. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Now, Thanks before we go, me, as always, now, before we go, you guys know we got a little extra for you. A little cherry on top, a little, uh, uh, some sprinkles for that Sunday and what we call the gym of the week. If you don't know what the gym of the week is, if you're new to the show, it's essentially, it's essentially something we like to talk about here at the end of our, our shows, a little coda for you, but it doesn't always fit into the, the main subject matter scheme of the, the episode topic. It may just be on our radar in the last day, last week, last month, but we got to give it to you guys so you guys can dig deeper before we get there. Of course, we need to talk about their sponsor. Today's gems are sponsored by Zencaster. Zencaster is our go-to tool for remote podcast recordings. What's great is that you can record separate audio and video tracks, and it's all backed up on a secured cloud, so you never lose your hard work. Even better, it's easy to use, and there's nothing to download. So go to zen.ai, that's Z-E-N.ai slash Art of the Beholder, and get 30% off your first three months with the pro account. Or just use promo code Art of the Beholder. Now back to the gems. Mine is short and sweet because uh, Mr. Buck always has much more thoughtful gems. So I let I let best I like to leave it to him best for last. And that is just uh, you know we're we're finishing up uh, still getting still finishing up a little bit of the Halloween season even though it's 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 way in the past now. Spooky season, uh, spooky season as the as oh, the yeah, tweets it's, like it's to over. say. Yeah, it's over, basically. is we're, we're uh, in the throes of the- we're we're in the we're in the the November falls. Uh, yeah. But uh, I was uh, I have been watching Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities, and uh-huh. it is a lot of fun. I've always been drawn to, you know, Creep Show and uh, Tales from the Crypt. I've always liked the little ghost stories. You know, is this little on Netflix? Mo- it is. Yeah, it's on Netflix, and it's just an anthology series of little horror stories. You know, it sometimes it's a monster, sometimes it's a ghost, sometimes it's a the undead. Whatever the thing is, it's a quick little story usually 40 minutes to 60 minutes short and sweet you get in get out and you have a lot of fun i recommend the autopsy as uh, as, a, as a go-to favorite i, I want to see it i got rid of netflix yeah i'm kind of getting there i'm kind of so, i kind of see i kind of see why there's an exodus i'm like ah do i really need this anymore? yeah i, I think it's going to be like a seasonal thing where i'll i'll download it or or re- use it and like i cancel yeah, yeah. I'll I'll build up a thing of shows. Uh, I kind of do that with some other things right Just now. Just binge but, yeah. and then get off. Like, eh, I'm not yeah. gonna watch it for a while. Yeah, yeah. What's your gem, Mister? My gem of the week is related to this, and um, it, it's it's not the greatest documentary, I will say, but it the first few episodes I really enjoyed a lot. Um, 
but it's called Light and Magic, and it's on Disney Plus. It is oh, basically yes. a documentary. I'm about... talk about this during the show. This yeah. is, this is some, that's I meant to bring it up. Too. Yeah, but it, it, it basically goes through the history of industrial light and magic, and and really, if oh, that's you, perfect. Yeah. Even if you're not a big tech nerd, uh, like like we are about talking about this technology, it, it's kind of cool to go back because every like impactful movie, probably especially our age. ILM has had their finger on it. So whether yeah. it's Star Wars, Terminator uh, 2, The Abyss. Um, oh, I was thinking of The Abyss. Yeah. Right before you said uh, that. Jurassic Park. I mean, that really... Jurassic Park was like... That, that was, was a thing changer, that... Like, that had well, a lot of practical, too. People forget a lot of how, much, how much practical effects were in Jurassic Park. It, it still looks good to this day. Well, it looks That's better it than is. its sequel. It, I yeah. mean... The, and it was a lot more difficult and I see why they don't, they didn't go back and do what they did, but it was a, it was a combination of practical and, and oh, digital or, effects. Oh, it was a marriage. Yeah. It was a marriage of it. And it's it still, it looks real. It, I mean, it, it's it still like that, that T-Rex. It's fucking scary. It's yeah. scary. And it still looks like it's there. So, so yeah, so watch that. And, and they do touch on the volume towards the end. Um, but it's really cool how it was started and, and kind of that group. It was a ragtag group of misfits, basically. They threw into a room and they took a whole bunch of models and kit bashed them. And hmm. I I love that. I, I just love I was really into models as a kid. So um, just watching them, how they built um, those those uh, like the Death Star and, and the uh, Star Destroyers and stuff like that. And it was basically it came out of a necessity uh the studio didn't have a special effects team anymore. Uh, at that time in the seventies, the uh, studios were going through a recession, kind of a tough time. So they cut a lot of positions and George Lucas was like, I need for my vision. I need a group of guys. And so he got this ragtag tag group of people. And it's now a huge industry. Almost every movie, you, all your Marvel movies you watch are all ILM. I mean, yeah. everything it, it's yeah. incredible. So that's a that's a very uh, like I said very thoughtful gem and it connected to our 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 main topic today so well yeah. done if you like that of course you can check us out at novodayproductions.com you can also follow us at underscore novo underscore day and at novoday media and um, at novodayproductions.com you can of course check out some of our stuff like the entropy sessions adulteration uh, post meridium cancel culture lotto of course you'll see more ads for this show you can check out some of our other shows and uh don't forget to do all the things like subscribe uh smash et that cetera, like rate and review and if you'd like to sponsor Click a little love <laughs> if you'd like to sponsor a little love child you can reach out to us or if you'd like to just be on the show if you if if you want to be booked uh, you can reach out to us at novadaymedia at gmail.com so until next time, you know what to do. Be good to each other. And as always, good luck and Godspeed. We love you. Art of the Beholder is brought to you by Novo Day Productions. Created and hosted by Novo Day and the Novo Day Collective. Facebook.com slash Novo Day Media. At Novo Day Media on Twitter and Instagram. Music by A Company. Facebook.com slash Aco Music 123. Aco on Spotify. Logo designed by Tom Justice, J-E-S-T-U-S, of thejusticecompany.com, and executively produced by Clayton Anderson. All rights reserved. Tie a bow on it. So I, I'm, I'm doing it right now. It's, it, you know, I don't know what kind of knot you want. <laughs> that's, that's the thing.